everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Funny Business Podcast. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, if you call it Friday. We're having an awesome day, and we hope you guys are too. Uh, thanks for coming back once again. And Mike, we are just, just keep on keeping on, my friend. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of surprised we're still rolling on, because I think, to be completely honest, you and I have had some quite the weeks as far as balancing everything else so uh it is it's it's the motivation i think it's the motivation between the both of us that keeps it going like it gets the people going but we're applying that to each other yeah you know we kind of hold each other accountable from time to time when we get lazy or we just forget to do shit but uh it's it's just a fun thing to do you know i think what was it this past weekend matt was texting me he's like are you going to do a highlight or do you want me to cut it? I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, I'll take care of it. So <laughs> it, it Usually it I forget to schedule posts until like midnight the night before. So I was just getting to move on, getting the, getting ahead yeah. of the game, as the people getting call ahead. it. Get your head in the game. Yes. Gotta get it, gotta get it, gotta head in the game. Zach Efron. Woo! Coming on the podcast next week. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't hold me to that. We'll try. Yeah, I will hold you to that. Just <laughs> in your sports segments we're going to talk about. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, welcome, everybody. Another episode of the Funny Business Podcast. We got a couple topics to cover today. Um, a little somber, if, if I'm just going to be outright honest. Um, not more so sad, but more so remembrance. Um, we've had a couple people that passed away and also some remembrance and, and other things. And I think it's just fair on the Funny Business Podcast that we talk about it. Um, we are going to talk about some recent things that happened, but also kind of you know, kind of recap, because Matt, just thinking about it with the topics beforehand, um, we never really got a chance to talk about a couple of topics ourselves fully on this podcast, because obviously it didn't happen when we were starting it. So I think it's just fair that we we do it today. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it can be sad, but in times like these, it's good to, to talk about them and remember the people for how great they were. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, Matt, one of these things about these podcasts is that we make a lot of memories here. Um, and one of the things that I want to ask you today is, what do you think clean slate smells like? Well, why you already uh, you texted this to me already? It smells like bullshit. That's what it smells like. <laughs> clean slate. It's bullshit. They're They just scared. How much was that? Like I was buy one get one free. All right, they just so scammed technically you it was that. free because it doesn't. Well, you know what I would love? I would love for someone to like smell it and be like, you know what? It doesn't smell like that, and then like sue them. So by the they way, get away with that. By the way, if you're listening on audio, I, I just showed Matt a, a bottle of uh, Bath and Body Works. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, some of the keynotes in this is marine citrus, blue sage, and sandalwood. That doesn't. You can't smell a clean slate. That's not even a real thing. That's just something people say when they're trying to turn their lives around. Oh yeah, I'm starting a clean slate. Turning over a new leaf. That they're probably gonna come out with that one next. <laughs> Jen and I had a really nice weekend uh, this past weekend, and we uh, went to Bath and Body Works because she had a coupon, and uh, I wanted to get some, so I got uh, this and Atlantic. That was my other one. Ah, I can't say good choice. <laughs> Like, well, what was funny was the lady, the, the associate, let's call her, uh, came up and asked, did you smell clean slate yet? And I said, ah, yeah, I said, I smelt the, the cologne. And she goes, oh, it's so nice. I sometimes wear it myself. And I was like, okay, lady. <laughs> like, hey, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Whatever floats your boat. But, like, I, you, I, just, you, I just met you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an odd thing to, I mean, I guess he's trying to get you to buy the product, so. Yeah, I mean, dude, there, there's bourbon. And it smells like bourbon. I don't think I'd want to smell like bourbon. People think I'm an alcoholic. It's, it's hand lotion. <laughs> Again, I don't think I want my hands smelling like bourbon. They're going to think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Just spilling the bourbon on your hand as your point is off a glass. Yeah, so Matt, if you ever need any, I got some spare shampoo for you in oh, case you I'll do pass. come over again. You sure? Yes. Yeah. I'll, Are you 100% sure? I'll make your own. Make your own. Make my own. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Speaking of jokes, speaking of memes, we got one topic to cover. Actually, two topics to cover today. Um, inauguration is passed. There is bound to be any major event, whether that's the inauguration, the Super Bowl that's coming up, or anything else. There's bound to be some memes that are happening within this planet Earth. 
And boy, oh boy, did Bernie Sanders become another meme for the entire United States and even the world sometimes, too. I am once again asking for more Bernie Sanders memes. <laughs> this guy is just the meme machine. He just, he just, I think he's doing it on purpose now, just to try to get some extra clout. Um, this, if it's possible, this new Bernie Sanders meme was even better than the first one. So if you did not see or get a chance to um, partake in watching the inauguration, uh, one of the things that came up was a shot. Uh, it was a socially distant uh, inauguration, to say the least. Um, less people up on the uh, Capitol balcony. Uh, Matt, did you know that that balcony itself is actually an attachment that they put on? Like where oh. they stand for the, like the, the oath and all that? Like that's an attachment. I never I knew that. I did not know that. I guess it makes sense, though, because there usually is a lot of people that come to that, so they do need some more room, I guess. Yeah, so um, at that moment, it, it you know it had the steps that were all up there, and then there was good old Bernie Sanders sitting in one seat alone, socially distant, and... You know, in a New York Times article that they say, a picture is worth a thousand burns, and in this case, more like a hundred thousand memes. <laughs> yeah, that picture burned through the internet pretty fast. He looked like a grandparent sitting at his, like, grandson's t-ball game. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> the mittens. Cold. He just looked <laughs> miserable. Not, he didn't, well, he kind of does look miserable in the photo, a little bit. He just looked like, come on, kid, just get a hit already so I can go home and watch our programs and eat my soup. Uh, my soup. <laughs> uh, I gotta be in bed by eight thirty. You gotta be in bed by eight thirty. Gotta watch Fox News and then gotta be in bed by eight thirty. Uh, but what people were doing, uh, and in my quote business that I'm a part of, uh, we ended up uh, people across whether that's brands, organizations, everything like that, um, was adding Bernie Sanders to their quote setting of place. Uh, I'll take my example. There's a garden that is out by my uh, institution. We decided to put Bernie Sanders in the garden. So <laughs> they were hot for for about a couple days. However, by the second day, a lot of the good ones. Not by by the third day. I'll say the third day. The mm -hmm. third day, a lot of the good ones mostly got taken up. The, the, we did get an overload of Bernie Sanders memes. We did. Um, some of them were hits. Uh, oh, I think some of them were fire. What was it? Skyrim was one. Uh, I forget another one. Skyrim was one. One of my favorites. I yeah. just started watching Peaky Blinders, and they put one with him sitting at the bar with Peaky Blinders, which just made my day. <laughs> uh, uh, our local hometown started making a bunch of memes, like in very much so popular locations that people have been to, like bars, restaurants, locations, and all that. So uh, it was it was very interesting to say the least. But it, what was funny, Matt, was we as a institution went silent that day we just weren't 100 percent sure what was happening with the inauguration and you know i think we both hope for a peaceful transition and i think to be completely honest the only politicking we're going to talk about it was it was a peaceful transition yeah it was definitely nice to see and you know since it was peaceful we got to enjoy the bernie sanders meme even more Mm -hmm. So even the day after, as politically charged as it was that day, uh, as peaceful as it was, but as politically charged as it was, it was like kind of one of those things that brought, I hate to say it again, but it brought the people together. Like <laughs> Memes can fix anything in this world. And memes I, and I dreams. I truly believe that. Yes, memes and dreams. Memes and dreams. <laughs> uh you know, for for us to 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 laugh over something as little as that, uh, Matt. I also got some follow up too before we got onto the record today. Um, I don't know if it's factual or not. I got it from Facebook, of all places that are factual in the world. Um, I was seeing a lot that Bernie Sanders decided to put his meme on a sweater. People bought in all sizes. And then he was able to donate all the proceeds from those sweatshirts to the Meals on Wheels of Vermont. How freaking I, cool is that? <laughs> I, I saw that from a news source. I believe that is correct. That, that's awesome. Like, again, this is memes can be funny. And then, you know, it's, when it becomes something as big as this, he's able to, to help out, uh, you know, people in the local community, which is which is just fantastic. I feel like it's that common example of a comedian. Like, if you can make fun of yourself, you can be the funniest person of all. I think Bernie just openly admitted he's like, well, guess I'm another meme. Might as well make use of it. <laughs> I think if he actually wants to become president, he should just make himself a meme every three months. Every can, three months. I can only imagine if Bernie Sanders ever does become president and we see him getting sworn in 
or even elected. It's going to be, you know, Bernie on January 20th, 1201. And it's going to be the Oval Office at the Resolute Desk. And Bernie Sanders is sitting behind it <laughs> in that meme. Like, I'm already seeing the memes already formulate. <laughs> but just think about it. If he has a meme, if he memes himself every three months for the next three years and then announces his candidacy, people are going to have nothing but fond memories of the guy. Wait, that's that's genius marketing strategy. So, so How long wait. ago was his first meme? 12 times wait 12 12 times what was it you did 12 times four god no, you'd have oh, every to post three months every three every months, three months so, so that's but four times yeah three well yeah three, 12 memes 12 12 memes for the entire year and then 12 times four we literally see him 48 times of meme that's what a i'm meme. saying so much so much <laughs> social media coverage the guy's gonna become a hit oh man well yeah i yeah, what was his first meme? I think it was more it so. It was the uh, "I am once again asking for your financial support," mm-hmm. or like anything that involves free, because he yes. was the first person to kind of propose free college education. So exactly. <laughs> anything uh, was like it's free. <laughs> verbal meme. Uh, Mike walks in the Moe's. They don't say "Welcome the Moe's." He goes, "I am once again asking for you people to wish me a welcome the Moe's." <laughs> It's been I've been on a I've been on a roll lately getting welcome when I go there of course. Yeah, I, I can't say the same. I'm on a, I'm on a cold streak. Yeah, well, you are kicking in a diet, so I can understand Facts. why. Facts. <laughs> Not by choice. Well, it technically is. Well, it's by choice. It's by choice, but more so the the latter. I can get a burrito bowl next week. No. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's what your money or your mouth is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bernie Sanders a, a meme of the ages and i'm sure we'll continue on until he runs again for 2024 <laughs> if this is if this is the sign of how memes are going to go in 2021 we're gonna have a good year oh yeah because as simple as they are and it's... everything else is gonna look funny the photoshops people are getting really good with photoshop too. it's kind of scary they, it is like i have no idea how to use photoshop maybe i'll dabble into that soon but it was people it looked like he was actually in the photos it was crazy yeah, I mean, people are working with shades, with colors. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we tried our best to try to match the color. Is cold. I mean, luckily for the inauguration, it was kind of cold. So, um, but yeah, memes are dreams. And Bernie, God forbid, you're a great man and, and taking all the, the the what do you call it the heat as far as the the memes itself. But another uh, person that has made headlines itself at the inauguration again. Uh, was a gentleman that you wouldn't necessarily see traditionally in a non-COVID world. Uh, we were witnessing, you know, different speakers, Chief Justice Roberts. We saw Lady Gaga sing. We saw uh, Jay Lowe. I almost said Jay Z for some Low. reason. Jay Lowe. Um, Garth Brooks was another one, I think, by chance. Sure. Oh, yeah, but I mean, we, we saw President Joe Biden speak. We saw Kamala Harris get sworn in. But in between, Senator Amy Klobuchar, but in between every single person coming up to that podium, there was a man whose sole responsibility for that whole entire inauguration was as soon as one individual was done, ran up and sanitized the podium with a wipe. (laughs) Uh, A true hero in today's global pandemic. Listen, not Uh, all. Go ahead. Uh, they are sure he didn't have COVID, though, right? Say that again. Could could you imagine the bad omen if like they found out like the next oh day, like oh my god, he had COVID? God, no, no, they that probably all had of, to get tested. <laughs> I, I hope could, could the I, the news Twitter could not handle that news. Yeah, so um, really self-explanatory. Literally, after every person that came up and spoke, as I'm going to say it again, because this is where it gets weird, Matt. So. All he was responsible for was wiping down the podium with a, I'm assuming it's a Lysol wipe. I don't want to give any brands a shout out because, you know, it might have been just the run of the mill Lysol wipe. However, out of my research map, Matt, I could not find this guy's goddamn name as to who it was. Did they try to, like, keep it from people? I don't know. <laughs> That's, you think they'd be one to, like, celebrate him, like, hey, this guy is doing the work and sanitizing the, the podium. A first, he has a hat. I think, yeah, he had a hat. Then he had a scarf. Then a mask to cover himself. Then he had glasses. Like, it almost looked like he was going undercover. For all we know, it could have been a celebrity that was doing it. Maybe, what if What if they would have done, like, a 
like the mass singer reveal at the yeah. end is like, oh my gosh, it's Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'll tell you now, it probably wasn't Kevin Hart based okay. on his size. <laughs> okay. It was taller than the podium. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why they wouldn't want to find his name, but this this is this is probably going to become more common than we think. Just cleaning things right after people are done with it. And, you know, during the global pandemic that we are so gracious to still freaking be in. Um, time to be alive. It, you know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's just good to promote, like, hey, we're taking precautions and hopefully, you know, kicking this damn virus's ass. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to read a couple tweets, Matt, because obviously Twitter was going off about the quote sanitizer in chief. Uh, one of the captions read, uh, also the head, sanitize- head sanitizer in chief up there is truly an American patriot. He hits that podium with Lysol and sanitizer in 0.3 seconds of it being vacated. He is on it. <laughs> uh, he is, he is a, a true American hero on the inauguration day. And then one more, because I think this is the the funniest thing that I think this person can live with for the rest of his life. The caption reads, hey, granddad, what did you do at the 2021 inauguration? Kid, I was the podium sanitizer guy. Yeah, that's got to be a weird conversation with a kid. Like, why did you have to do that? And then you have to explain all 2020. Oh, my gosh. Um, But hey, who knows? First of all. Maybe this kid was an intern. Was it a he? It was a he, but certainly wasn't a kid. Okay. So there goes that goes my theory that he was an intern, and like maybe he'll end up being president one day and be like, "Listen, on the inauguration day of 2021, I cleaned the podiums. Now I'm speaking at the podium. It's just mic drop." Well, I <laughs> but guess that theory sanitizes it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I think also too, Matt. We were we were looking at a lot of great um, quote promotions that were happening too. I'm I'm gonna be awful with trying to remember this because it obviously wasn't a topic we discussed. But one of the um, Capitol police that was guarding the Capitol building during the insurrection, uh, the beginning, the first week of January, uh, ended up being promoted to Kamala Harris's like police, like head of like security, like. I- I, I apologize for the wrong wrong name, but got promoted because of his bravery, which I think is is so cool. I, I just don't see where this sanitizer in chief is going to come in as far as the promotion basis. Um, somebody maybe, said maybe he'll make the COVID team. Somebody said that he should, um, you know, be a part of the vaccine rollout for the efficiency of it all. I could see something something going with that. Yeah, I think you could get him involved in that some way. Mm-hmm. But you know, I. It's one of those things where it's like just because it is what the year was or it continues to be, that is why we had that person. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that we needed a guy that would have sanitized the podium every time in 2021? But uh, he's the guy we needed. And he literally had a front seat in a house. Like, he literally had the best seat in the house of the whole entire inauguration. Like, literally sat, like, inches away from the podium just to wipe it off. It's really not a bad job. You're just going to sit, stand there. You get to witness history, and then you just got to clean. Like, cleaning sucks, but sometimes cleaning can be easy. All I want to know, not that I all I want to know, but I'm just so curious as to how much he got paid that day. <laughs> That's a good question. I think anything would have been worth it. There goes our tax dollars, Matt. <laughs> I think anything would have been worth it to work that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're part of history. And you're yeah. going to be a part of history because legit. of your, um, not legit, but your, your more so verified responsibility for that inauguration. Maybe it'll make the history books when they write about 2021. It was funny because... That, that'll be a vocab word, sanitizer in sanitizer chief. Sanitizer in chief. I can see it now. Uh, Jenna sent me a picture of things that she was reviewing in a class that she's doing for clinic. And uh, it was get to know the 46th president. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, we're already moving on to, like, getting to know the next president. And all these little kids are just trying to understand how the presidency works and all that. Isn't it crazy, though? Like, 1776, we've only had 46 presidents. That 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 ratio doesn't seem super hot. Like, that's uh, almost 300 years. 250 years. Yeah. I mean, only forty-six presidents. Matt, we got to look at the fact. Um, I don't. I don't think officially. Oh God, here's our history. I think I'm just dumb and I don't know how math works. But. I don't. I don't think. Um, sorry, I'm. I'm going to see when was George Washington president. 
Yeah, did he start right away? Or he like started seventeen seventy seven, seventeen eighty nine. Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that. I don't. Yeah, and he also eighty nine. 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96. Oh, so he did an eight he did an eight year term. Eight uh, two terms. He did two two terms. Interesting. Um one of them, I think it was Ro- Roosevelt. Was it Roosevelt? Yeah, someone did twelve, right? Someone twelve years. Uh, Roosevelt. We're so good at history folks. <laughs> President. Hope you came to this podcast to learn something. Yes. Uh so nineteen thirty-three to nineteen forty-five. 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, Yeah, it's 12. 42, 43. Yeah, he. Yeah. Yeah. So I, there, there's some discrepancies that, that are put into it. Still, 46. I, maybe I just don't understand how math works, but 46 is, seems low. Here is me trying to figure out how many memes of Bernie we were going to see. Then we're also trying to figure out our history. What's next? <laughs> Another verbal meme, us trying to figure out how many presidents there have been in the last 15 years. And it's just Zach Galifianakis doing head math in his head. Head math. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, sanitizer in chief, whoever you are, um, number one, I hope you and your family are doing well, yep. uh, and you are staying safe. And thank you for all of your patriotic work that you have done last week in making history. God bless America. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her. Yeah, yep. history. Yep. <laughs> on. I, I I know that song, but I don't know it right now. That's Just okay. The, the limelight's on. The limelight's on. You. So we're going to move on to our final topic for today, uh, a little bit more of a, a serious topic based on uh, what we want to discuss, but I feel like it's very fitting uh, based on us being a podcast. Uh, Matt, I, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, do you know who Larry King is? I do. Uh, I, was not a, uh, I wouldn't say a huge fan. I just didn't watch a lot of them growing up as a kid, but certainly I think most people know the, the icon that was Larry King. Yeah, so um, as we found out, I think the beginning of this week, uh, no, this this past weekend, so the you know the start of the week on Saturday, I believe. Um, but uh, within that itself, Larry King did pass away uh, at the age of eighty-seven. Uh, as far as you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say what it was but back in december there was some covid complications that were happening so i don't know if that's directly related but larry from doing all the research that i saw uh legit is like we thought he was going to be immortal by the time of how many surgeries he's had and he's had two types of cancer he's had a i don't even know what the heck the terminology was and i'm like that probably sounds very much so challenging as far as a surgery but um Matt, 63 years in the industry. 63. 63 years in any industry is pretty crazy, let alone the news business, I feel like is really insane. So to to catch up on anybody who doesn't know who Larry King is, um, Larry did host a, quote, show, uh, the Larry King show, uh, for a majority of his career. He wanted to retire, but then actually came back for more uh, latter in after his, quote, retirement, which was around, like, uh, 2010. I hate saying, like, I was going to say, like, 1990s, but nope, it's 2010. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is crazy that, like, he just retired, like, 10 years ago. Right. But he's, he, it feels like he's he was doing it, like, forever. Which he pretty much was doing it, like, forever. And the thing with Larry King... And I think this is why, like, his type of style wasn't entertaining to us as kids. Um, but, like, watching a couple of his interviews, they were very much so, like, straight and to the point. Like, they weren't these not well-thought. He was well-thought person, in my opinion. I, I um, agree. But his questions were never were never these long thought out answers. Like, there was the one time, I forget what, what the name of the, the individual was, but it was a, it was a killer. And literally his question, because it was in, be- in between a glass door, one of it, the first question, what is it like to kill a person? Like, how, right? Like, it's how crazy. crazy that is. But, like, that's a question. Like, yeah. that's a serious question. And Larry was not afraid to say it. Um, and I think Larry got to interview every president from Ford to President Obama. Oh, wow. So... Gerald Ford to, um, I think, Ford. We're going to stop with the history because we're yes, just embarrassing no, ourselves. Yes. From Ford to Obama. <laughs> From Ford to Obama. If we go Obama, Bush, Clinton, right, just Nixon, stop while you're ahead. Bush stop. Sr., 
Stop Nixon, you're ahead. and I think Ford, if I'm right. Stop while you're ahead. <laughs> I think I'm right. <laughs> I also saw an interview. He was interviewing DJ Khaled. I don't know if you saw this one. He, all over and, the place. And DJ Khaled was talking about his success and stops. And the next question, uh, Larry King asked, how'd you put on all the weight? <laughs> just blatantly just asked him that. I didn't see DJ Khaled's response, but that's, that's again, he just, he asked what Larry King wants to ask. Now, Matt, uh, as far as his accolades, I hate throwing in some sports terminology here, but some of his stats as okay. a uh, reporter or a journalist or a interviewer. Uh, I, you know, to be completely honest, if we're looking at the Mount Rushmore of radio slash podcasting, I, I'm a true believer that Larry King should be up there um, as far as his success and his career. Um, Matt, he interviewed 60,000 subjects. Excuse me? 60,000. That's insane. He also taped 6,000 episodes for his show. So. Matt, I did the math. Don't worry. Thank you. For us, (laughs) if we went the schedule that we keep doing every Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, it would take us approximately 114 years just to get to 6,000 episodes. 6,000 episodes? 6,000 episodes. It would take us 114 years to do that. Wow. that That's insane. How, when he was on the air every day? Yeah, I mean, he was on the air every day, I'm sure on the weekends too. Uh, but yeah, 114 years it would take the Funny Business Podcast to Jeez. get to at least 6,000 episodes. That really does put things in perspective when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even look at us. Like, I, I saw like the beginning of like a quote uh, documentary on him when um, CNN reported it and it was just like he was so fascinated by the radio and like it, it's weird because radio was one of those booming things it's still a booming thing in my own opinion uh, but you know having that opportunity for a radio and then getting on the Larry King show which I also found out too Larry King is not his official name believe it or not he was really? given to he was given to that I'm going to be really awful if I actually got this wrong. Larry King's real name. Um, his real like, name is Lawrence Harvey Zeger. Oh, how did he get the name Larry um, King? When he did his first radio gig, uh, the manager said, you're Larry King. We're going to need a Larry King show. Oh, well, that guy should be put in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame, too. It's just <laughs> giving him the name Larry King, and then he comes out to be like the king of broadcasting? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's... It's pretty crazy, um, but you know, I, I, I like to to think that you know, Larry King literally laid the pavement out for podcasting. Like, was one of those people that, like, you think of podcasting, you have to think of radio. But in order for you to think of radio, you have to think of like Larry King, Howard Stern, all these people that are fabulous behind the mic, but also are fabulous interviewers. Yeah, and that's the thing that I took away. Like, he is a fantastic interviewer, and there's so many people that do you know podcasts and radio shows that do interviews that could learn so much from just listening to Larry King and learning his techniques and how he asks questions and when to ask the right question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think in my opinion I you know I think we try to be as simple as possible. I feel like that's one of the takeaways we try to be. We don't try to be extravagant, we don't try to be complicated. We just try to bring the best content in the most professional way possible. Uh but you know, for Larry King, that that was his bread and butter. Like he was the sliced bread of radio. Like when it started becoming really popular, and you know, with with the, sh- it was more so focused on a TV show. But you really, I mean, looking at it, twenty twenty one. If Larry King did his show today, it would probably be in the pod podcasting platform. It'd probably be as a radio station. Probably be as a YouTube channel. You know, the common stuff that you see now with podcasts and and other places too. So um, that's just. I, I still find it fascinating with his, his accolades as far as being able to, um, you know, do that many shows and interview that many subjects. Yeah, especially you brought up a good point. Like, he became Larry King in the age where it was just like him on TV. Like, he didn't have YouTube. He didn't have podcasts that, that to help get his name out there. It was just TV, and people just tuned in because he was that awesome. You're right, Matt. It's, you know... It's really crazy to think, and, and I know we have a couple more people to talk about on later today's show, but, uh, you know, I, I 
can firmly believe that we wouldn't be doing a podcast if it wasn't for Larry King. Not because Larry King benefited us, but because of Larry King's doings within the industry, we wouldn't have such a platform to do so like that. He he set the foundation for doing interviews and then you know, more radio hosts became doing interviews. And there's some really good podcasts that do interviews that probably learned a lot of their stuff from Larry King. So if you ever get a chance, make sure you look up Larry King. Um, take a look at some of his documentaries and just some of his interviews, because I am 100% sure he probably interviewed someone you actually adore. And you get to see the true compassion and the true journalistic value that Larry King has that really just is fascinating to me. RIP. Yes. Rest in peace. Hopefully you're up there doing more shows. Hopefully you're interviewing God at one point yep. because that'd be pretty freaking cool. That would be, that'd be epic. That'd be epic. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, when we come back, we got our sports topics. Okay, let's slide into the sports segments for today. Uh, we are going to remember some legends in the game, but let's do some quick topics first. Uh, let's do a quick recap of football this weekend. We're not going to dive too much into the X's and O's. We have Super Bowl 55 is set. Tom freaking Brady in the Super Bowl again against Patrick Mahomes. Mike, I think we're probably both going to root for the Chiefs, correct? Yes. But my problem is the Chiefs are just becoming the new Patriots, and they're probably he's probably going to have a Tom Brady career. Tom Brady, this is his 10th Super Bowl in 20 seasons. It's insane. 50%. 50%. 500. Uh, what I took away from this weekend, the Packers and the Bills, they played chicken shit football. <laughs> so if anyone didn't watch the games, the Packers had the ball at the Tampa Bay 8-yard line. Mike, it was fourth and goal from the 8. So fourth down. They were down eight points. So a touchdown and a two-point conversion gives you a tie game. They kicked the field goal to make it a five-point game and then didn't get the ball back. It's just that math. That's the simple math. It's stupid. We and can even the, do that math. <laughs> it's really st- stupid coaching. And then the Bills were down, I believe they were down 12, and they kicked the field goal to be down nine which still went from a two-possession game to a two-possession game. Do these, do these coaches, like, do is it overthinking? Like, what's, what do you think their reason is, is behind it? I think the heat of the moment. I mean, that's, that's all I can really think of as far as, like, what makes your coaching decision. And, you know, because some people get to a point where they'll make a strangest play and we're like, what, what's going? Like, even, I don't know if you remember, like, sports in high school, like, the coach would call out, a play and we're like what why like why are we and and i think a lot of others get in the heat of the moment and that's what causes the rift and all fans are like what the hell (laughs) so you know i i think it's really the heat of the moment but as a professional football player or a professional football coach i don't think you would want to make those not assumptions but choices because you should be a professional I agree. I think you're you're probably Drew. Aaron Rodgers was not happy after the game. Um, and then quickly to to recap, uh, we have a who tweeted first one of 2021. Mike, this is a let's call him a sports journalist. He's also a sports author. Uh, okay. He was he was pretty big at ESPN. Okay. So this is in reference to the Packers field goal. Here's the tweet: Kicking a field goal when you're down eight. Helps you the way a ham sandwich helps you when you're drowning. Dumbest move ever. Who tweeted? This is a journalist? Sure. Yes. He, he, this is... Yes. So I'll read it again. Kick, just because I feel like this tweet yeah. deserves to be read twice. Kicking a field goal when you're down eight helps you the way a ham sandwich helps you when you're drowning. Dumbest move ever. Hashtag Packers... And the <laughs> preference, the last hashtag, uh, Packers coach's, ha- uh, coach's name is Matt LaFleur. He did hashtag LaFail. LaFail. Yeah. Any guesses? Uh, I, I don't, Matt. I'll be completely okay. honest. However, if you give me the initials. RR. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to say uh, guy or girl? Guy. Ron. Rhonda. It is Rick Riley. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Rick Riley. This is a typical Rick Riley tweet. He loves making these kind of quotes. Uh, he's famous for saying 
something I forget the exact tweet, but he compared something in sports to Kate Upton having a third boob. It's not that appealing. Oh, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you get from Rick Ryan. Yes, uh, sticking in football, a lot of new coaches are being introduced to teams. Uh, the Detroit Lions head new head coach Dan Campbell. Uh, I I would I would say he's pretty excited for his new role. Mike, did you see any clips of his press conference? I did not, unfortunately. Okay, so uh, let he he didn't really give specifics on what he's going to do to change the team, but he said they're going to embrace the city of Detroit and they're going to become uh, as tough as Detroit is. Here's a quote. It's, uh, it's kind of a long quote, so bear okay. with me. Yep. Uh, this place has been kicked. It's been battered. It's been bruised. And I could sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, hey, we're going to win this weekend. None of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've heard enough of that shit. And then he goes, excuse my language. <laughs> uh, the quote continues. Here's what I do know. This team is going to take on the identity of this city, and this city has been down, and it found a way to get up. It's found a way to overcome adversity, right? So this team is going to be built on, we're going to kick you in the teeth, right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite, a kneeca- bite off your kneecap, all right? And we're, we're going to stand up, and it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. That literally sounded like tub thumping a song by Chumbawamba. <laughs> Pretty much did. I mean, so when what? Let's just your reactions to that quote that they're just gonna take people's sneak. I lost. Basically <laughs> saying they're gonna be the toughest team in football. What I do literally you think would be your reaction if you're a fan of the Lions today. What's your thought? Uh, we should uh get uh what do you call it kneecap braces and bring them to the stadium and hold them up where I, okay, right, I like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I, maybe a picture of lions, like jump, jump gnawing on some kneecaps. Like, like I, I literally lost it after the first, the first kneecap. Like we're going to bite your kneecap. <laughs> so, I mean, do you think that's a good, good start? That's worse. That's worse than Mike Tomlin saying, I don't know. I don't think anything past lunch. Like, I can't. Yeah. Like, at least, at least that was like sane. Like, okay. Like, yeah, maybe you don't think anything past lunch, but that dude had a freaking soapbox. If you if you ask me, but like, it's one of those weird soapboxes. That's like, you know, like kind of like depressing a little bit. Like, the, like it's crunching a little bit. So I had two thoughts. Uh, number one, that's a penalty. I don't. If you bite oh, someone's kneecap, that's a penalty. Like, oh, we're so actually applying this to, to so real sports. <laughs> they're going to lead the league in penalties this next season. Uh, number two, I would be surprised if he lasts longer than three years. I would say even half a season. Uh, so, first of all, he, when he said, I can give you how we're going to win this game, but then doesn't, I would like to know what you're going to do to win the game. You got hired knowing that Matt Stafford, your quarterback, once out, and they mutually agreed they're going to trade him. So how are you going to run the offense now? What's your defensive play? He's a defensive guy. How are you going to fix the defense? Special teams. He gave no insight on that. And it was just like, we're going to be a tough football team. I don't... He's also never been a defensive coordinator before. So he was the linebackers coach for the Saints. So he's never really called plays. And when he was the interim coach for the Dolphins a couple years ago, after their coach got fired, it didn't go well. And he it's I don't see this success because he just hasn't had enough experience coaching defense. And I just don't know how qualified he's going to be to be a regular season coach. Looks like we're going to have to see Matt. (laughs) Apparently (laughs) we're going to have to see if he's actually biting off kneecaps. It's an epic quote, like all time press conference. I just people are like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. Is it? Because, like, he didn't really tell you how he's going to help the team. That's that they're going to be biting people's kneecaps off, which, again, is a penalty and probably assault. Um, So we remembered Larry King earlier in the show. Let's do a little bit more remembering of some sports legends that have recently passed and that have passed a little while ago. So as of recording of this episode, 
Today is the one-year anniversary of the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and seven other people. Um, we never really got a full chance to talk a lot about Kobe. I know we dug into it a little bit with our interview with Connor. Uh, first of all, I can say that this year completely, or this anniversary, I guess you could say, completely stuck up on me. I really thought it was early February, and then yesterday I was on Twitter and people were we're talking about Kobe already. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been a year already. It's insane. Yeah, it, it, you know, we, we weren't expecting what 2020 was going to be like. And, you know, we really shouldn't say like this was, I mean, yeah, there was fires that were happening in Australia, but the thing that really hits home, and especially for basketball fans like us, was that happening. And, you know, I think the most vivid, it, it's tough because like, it, it's almost like a family member passing away. Like it was one of those crazy moments where we didn't believe it was happening, but it actually did. And, you know, as far as from the reporting standpoint, the way that it was released was that TMZ reported it first. We, I mean, you texted me and all I caps, texted you immediately as I saw like, it. I was like, Mike, did you see what happened? And like all caps, did you see what happened? And like, I was on the pulse of it too. And I was like, I am not saying anything until there's other reports because TMZ was reporting it. And God damn it, TMZ report, DM, TMZ's report was right on the head. And it was upsetting because they even reported it before Kobe's wife, Vanessa, found out. And it's just, there comes a time when reporting the news and it, when it gets personal like that, you have time. Like, the courtesy could have been even like calling. I mean, yeah, it was a lot. It really, really was a lot. Like it felt like I was there and I wasn't. Yeah. I can still remember that day. Like it was just yesterday because no one, like it was getting reported, but no one still knew all the details. And then we found out Gigi was with him. And one of the, it's just, you know, we grew up watching, Kobe Bryant play basketball and even after he retired he was still part of our lives because he was still active you know doing social issues and helping out the local community and coaching youth basketball and he was so dedicated to growing the game of women's basketball which I think is very much underappreciated in his life and something that ESPN was doing like a two-hour tribute for him today something that I I feel like wasn't covered enough in his in his career was how much he loved women's basketball and how much he wanted to help grow the sport. I think with Gigi, I mean, we, so what I, what I also kept reading during that time too, was it was part of Kobe's like basketball team that Gigi was a part of. And I think we were talking about this at one point, the similarity between Gigi and Kobe's uh, on court performance is ridiculously similar. Like there was, you know, the fadeaways, the, the dribbles, the drives, like, it was intensely like similar between the both of them, and Gigi had a career that you know we'll never understand what the career will be, but we can probably predict that it would probably be a very fascinating and and very illustrious career in women's basketball. And it, yeah, it was tough. I, I like you know I I'm like putting myself back in that that day itself and it was on sunday too so it was even like going yeah. to church it was like you were still thinking about it during that time and it was just crazy i, I was watching like i said espn and there were WNBA players saying that gg would have been the greatest female basketball player of all time like she was they they, they had uh her coach they were interviewing her coach who was also like a basketball skills guy that said she was so intense during games that kobe had a comrade down like she I mean, was just so much like Kobe, and it's just, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, um, I mean, it also it, with good. Yeah, I mean, was it TNT had a game that night too? And yes, Kobe. Uh, no, sorry, Kobe. Shaq, Magic. I think Dwayne Wade was a part of that show too. I there was not a dry eye in that that arena that they were sitting in. I think it was Staples they were sitting in. Like there was not a dry eye in that that quote studio set that people were just it's tough i i mean it's still hard to believe even if you don't play the game of basketball you at some point 
threw a paper ball at a basket and yelled Kobe, even though he had no freaking clue what that meant. But like just the game of basketball, like we still even say it. like on Fortnite, like when we throw grenades, we're like Kobe because yeah. we're hoping that magic is rubbing off and not saying the skill of Kobe, but like we're just hoping that luck of throwing a grenade and hopefully it lands at somebody and, you know, knocks them like <laughs> of all things. But, you know, I, I, I always I as soon as I saw his death, I was like, I hope the Lakers win this this championship. Like that, that did. was that, and they did. And yeah. the most Cinderella stories of them all is that they they won. And yeah, I think even the championship rings had had Kobe's numbers on them too. Uh, they may have, yeah, they may have. Not sure. Yeah, it, it was a year. It was a year to do it for him. And boy, did they do it. Uh, even on on even on. Uh, unfortunate circumstances with how the season went because of covid yeah and all we can do to armor is do everything you do with mob mentality just keep keep that tradition going uh remembering another legend last week we had legendary baseball player hank aaron pass away at the age of 86 um i have always thought hank aaron was one of the greatest players uh not just in the era he grew up in but just his stats are incredible uh, so, Mike, let's go through some of his stats real quick. Um, so, as most people know, second all-time in home runs, 755. What I did not know is people, uh, obviously Jackie Robinson broke the, the color barrier in baseball. Yes. But Hank Aaron was, was soon after him. Uh, so, Hank Aaron received daily death threats as he was breaking Babe Ruth's home run record, which I, I couldn't imagine trying to play a game back then. And get receiving death threats daily. That's, I mean, even with Jackie Robinson, uh, you know, being able to to break the color barrier for baseball, it, it goes to show that there was still no justice for, you know, people of color or you know, African American, black, any color. Like it, it really, that that's upsetting. Like the guy had skill. <laughs> and that's as yeah. simple as that. Like he had skill and was able to hit the ball. And you know, for as much as somebody who wasn't too familiar, like when they started getting into baseball a lot, myself, like you knew Hank Aaron, <laughs> and you know, and that's you knew who Hank Aaron was and and what he what he did. And you didn't know about that when you were a kid at all. Absolutely. Uh, after going through these stats, I think he is the greatest baseball player of all time. Uh, so let's break down some of his home runs. He never hit more than 47 home runs in a season. Wow. He had 840 home run seasons. He had 1530 home run seasons. And he had 20 different seasons where he hit 20 home runs or more. All consecutive. From 1955 to 1974, Jeez. he had 20 home runs in every season. That is insane. Third all-time in games played. Third all-time in hits. We'll come back to that. Uh, fourth all-time in runs scored, first all-time in extra base hits and RBIs. So these next two stats are insane. So like I said, third all-time in hits. If you take away all 755 of his home runs, he would still rank 29th all-time in hits, still have 3,000 hits, and right behind him in 30th would be Wade Boggs, who yeah. is a Hall of Famer, and he was the three Wade Boggs with a three twenty eight batting average in his eighteen year career. Ridiculous! What? Ridiculous! That's this, crazy. This next one's even even weirder. <laughs> so, do you know what total bases are? Total bases, so like the number of bases yeah. he touched. Okay. Yeah. So basically, yeah, if you don't know from home, if he hit a home run and a double, he would have six total bases for the game. So first all time in total bases. He had 6,856. That is 722 more than Stan Musial, who is second place all time. To put that in perspective, the last full season in 2019, Raphael Devers led the league in total bases with 359. So he's basically two seasons ahead of Stan Musial. That's wild. And, oh, it gets even it's better. <laughs> so the single season all-time record for total bases in a season is Babe Ruth with 457. If you had a player who had 457 total bases for 15 straight seasons, he would be one base short of Hank Aaron's No record. way. One base short. One. And, and that, all, that 
season single season records like a hundred more than the average the player gets now. Wow. It's absolutely ridiculous how good this guy was. He had more career walks than strikeouts. Uh, I mo- wonder why. <laughs> most all yeah, pretty much. Most most all star selections in history with twenty five. Uh now, I'm gonna have you guess some stats. Oh great. These are kind of surprising. How many postseason games do you think he played? Postseason games, so not like series, like how many times he hit like, the postseason, like how many actual, games? Actual games. Uh, I'm going to say 15. 17. Oh, okay. Pretty low. How many MVPs do you think he won? Two. One. Oh. Now, <laughs> on the contrary, how many times do you think he finished second? Oh, like probably almost every season. <laughs> it's like, so uh, 24. <laughs> He never finished second in MVP voting. Wait, what? Yes. So he like... finished. He finished third like seven times. To put that in perspective, Mike Trout I think has two or three MVPs, and he's finished second like five times. Hank Aaron has only won it once, and he never finished second. So can can someone explain to me like what? That po- also Kobe only was won better? one MVP. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's insane. One of the, it, I think the greatest baseball player of all time, and he finished first or second once in the MVP voting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's just mind blowing. It's just, that doesn't that that doesn't even seem real. Like when I read that, I was like, "There's no way." No, fact checked. That's crazy. It is crazy. Speaking of baseball, last topic: baseball Hall of Fame is getting announced tonight as of this recording. In a few minutes, they might be announcing it. Now, for those who don't know, no one can... Uh, there is a possibility no one gets in. They don't have to vote anyone in. Last time that happened was 2013. And we talked about a few episodes ago whether a steroid user should be in, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so, Mike, what are we going to do? We're going to play a game of called Will They Get In? So, we're not going to do any first-time ballot members because... I don't think anyone's getting in. And for those that don't know, five years after you retire, you get put on the ballot. You have 15 years on the ballot to get 75% of the vote. If you get less than 5% of the vote, you're off the ballot. So if you get greater than 5% on your first year, you get to stay. So let's just run through some names, and we'll predict if they get in this year. Uh, First name, Kurt Schilling. He got 70% last year. We need 75%. Will Kurt Schilling get in? Oh, okay, based on a percentage. Um, yes. You know, I'm going to go with no. Okay. I, just, I feel like just based on him getting 70 and keeping it there, like, that's going to be tough. That's a tough 5%. I'm going to go with yes. Okay. So next, last year he got 61% of the vote. Steroid guy, or we'll just make predictions, Roger Clemens. Wait, what, what's his percentage? Uh, last year, he got 61%. Oh, sorry. It sounded like Kurt Schilling got 61 Ah, <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah, I don't... I don't think so. I don't believe so either. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 60%, Barry Bonds. I know. Okay. I feel like they're going to just... They're going to jip all the steroid guys. Like, they're, they're going to solely I, base it off of that. I have a theory on that, but let's, let's keep going. Um... Let's do Omar Vizquel, who was like a longtime utility guy. He had 52%. See, all these percentages sound so low. The thing is, there's not a lot of good first-time ballot members. So okay, guys so that have been on the ballot probably will get some more votes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say no for that one, too. I'm, I'm gonna, being very I'm, being I'm very also going to say no. We'll just do <laughs> a few more. Uh, Scott Rowland at 35%. Apparently, he's getting a lot more votes. I don't think. I, I don't, don't think so. I had this conversation with a friend. He's. He thinks he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's even close. Um, let's do two more. Sammy Sosa, 13%. Oh, my mom's favorite, Sammy Sosa. <laughs> She'd hate me if I said no, but I'm probably going to say no, too. No. <laughs> uh, and then let's just do this one. Will he ever get in? So it's this is his third year on the ballot, Andy Pettit. Last year, he had 11%. As much as I want him to... As much as he should be, I think I agree. Right. I don't think it's, he's getting in. It's 11%, man. Like so My theory. Okay, on the steroids. Yes. Yes. So, if Clemens and Bonds do not get in, next year, the baseball writers could make history. Okay. 
Because it's A-Rod's first year on the ballot. Ah, so here we go. So what if they do Clemens, Bonds, <laughs> A-Rod, maybe Sammy Sosa. Let's throw in Andy Pettit because he's a steroid user. And they say, you know what? You guys want these guys in the Hall of Fame? Fine. You, you get a full class of steroid guys in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that would be an epic mic drop. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's probably not going to happen. No. Um, <laughs> but from, from what I've seen, so I saw like there's like a public baseball tracker. Uh, that had about 50%. No, I don't know how if legitimate it is. Uh, Kurt Schilling, out of that 50%, had 74%. And Bonds and Clemens had like 72 So they're close. So we'll see. Um, but that concludes the sports segments we have for you guys for today. It is time for Take It. So, Mike, I know we said we were doing Say What? been a while man <laughs> it has been a while since we've done both wonder However, what's gonna show up <laughs> we do have an emergency take it okay and mike there's a new movie coming out do you have have you seen the new movie that's coming out dude there's probably a ton of new movies that are coming out so, i saw black widow coming out i saw like everything on disney plus like point me in the right direction man all right so this new movie uh it's called godzilla vs kong oh <laughs> So I think you know where this is going. So the officer, for those that don't know, this new movie where Godzilla is going to fight not King even, Kong. It's like not even a new movie. It's like just it's a it's well, just an it's ongoing a, debate. It is a new. Apparently, there's a little like a six year old girl that can like communicate with King Kong in this one. I don't know. So Mike, so Michael Bay directed this movie again. Like what the heck? What does surprise me? No, uh, Mike, who would want to fight Godzilla or King Kong? Boy, what a good one to start 2021. <laughs> I'm going to go with Godzilla. Interesting. Yes. Why? Because, okay, first of all, in comparison of height, I believe based on some of the things that I've seen, it's a recurring discussion. Godzilla has the height advantage over King Kong. I disagree. Okay, disagree. depends on they, what movie you watch. They look about the same size I this think, one. I think God, Godzilla King- gets a... King Kong's I, not, he's not the size of Harambe. He's like a giant Well, y- no kidding, Matt. <laughs> Which, by the way, Harambe would kick all their asses. <laughs> um, I think, although King Kong has, uh, I don't even know what you call it, steroid strength, let's put it that way, times like a million. Um, I think Godzilla has fire breathing, and like, you can't put out a fire, and... He also can swim underwater, too, from what I remember. Okay, but they're not going to be fighting underwater. Right. Like Godzilla's so going to have to stay above So him. maybe Godzilla can drown King Kong in the water? So that's cheating. He's cheating. Then. That's not cheating, dude. Like, this is, is no holds barred. If it's this world fight... versus world, it's a no, no holds barred. <laughs> no, King Kong would destroy him. In what way? How? Because he's... Gorillas are like the strongest thing on the planet. A Godzilla's let alone a you get the size of King Kong. Yeah, exactly. How many dragons are left? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Oh, that. oh doesn't it make oh sense? Okay, God. so there's no more dragons left, but we have gorillas on the earth. So if you put a giant dragon against a giant gorilla, hmm, I wonder who's gonna win. It's the dragon. Oh, because they clearly won in the past. That you're making a point that's not even making sense. Yes, I am. You told me, okay, if you tell me if it's going to be a monkey versus a cheetah, I could probably, if it's a gorilla versus a cheetah, I could probably see the gorilla winning. But we're talking about this thing that doesn't exist in the real world. And you're telling me that a gorilla can knock out somebody that doesn't exist in the real world. You saying dragons never exist? No. Okay. <laughs> All but... I'm saying is, no, King Kong has the most strength out of anyone. He can take any punch from Godzilla, a little whip from his little tail. A little whip from his tail? Yeah. Because, yeah, can take King it. Kong has, has a tail. <laughs> no, I'm saying he could take Godzilla's no. whip from his little tail. I, Matt, you're... <laughs> also, they can use, uh, we can use King Kong's weakness against him. Okay. Because King Kong is a simp. Big time simp. Wait, so, what? <laughs> oh, the King girl. Kong's a simp. The girl. Yeah, because yeah. he <laughs> basically like, climbed, a, climbed a, a building to get there. So, you get a girl to say, Godzilla's attacking me, go get him. 
King Kong's going to become a simp, and he's going to use his simp gorilla strength to kill Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Godzilla has literally dominated the TV screens of both nationally and internationally. And I don't remember from the last movie, if I'm correct, but, like, they made him look very weak, King Kong, like, in the, the show. I think it was Kong, like they called it. Okay, but every time Godzilla fights, he goes and hides in the water for, like, 2,000 years. He's a little bitch. Because when they're ready for bitch. somebody who's really chosen, is that's when he comes up, and apparently, I guess, King Kong is worthy enough for a fight. Well, I'm just saying King Kong doesn't have to hide after he fights. He can just wreck anybody he wants. So where does time. King Kong go after he's done? Does he hang out in the city? Does he, does he grab a hot dog at the, the hot dog stand? The well, he hangs out in the jungle. Yeah. Okay, so then he goes away from the city that they're probably going to fight in. Yeah, but he doesn't hide. What, if, uh, what do you mean if, hide? Uh, He's probably going to hide. Like, you th- okay, Matt, you think that you could just go up to King Kong on a regular day in the Amazon and be like, yo, Animals Kong, what's do. up, buddy? Animals probably do. Godzilla yeah, just goes humans. down and sleeps for 3,000 years because he's scared. He's not scared. He's actually smart, if you're asking me. No, nothing smarter than a gorilla, King Kong. Oh King God. Kong's smarter than Godzilla. He's stronger than Godzilla. He's sexier than Godzilla. Yeah, I said it. Man, I cannot believe you're making us argue over a freaking fictional film. <laughs> There's no shot, Godzilla. Somebody, was. somebody brought up the crispy versus uh, what is it? Crispy versus crispy uh, soft bacon versus soft bacon. <laughs> Again, I was like, yeah, I was like, he hasn't done a weird one in a while. Well, here we freaking are. are. <laughs> Did you expect anything less? No, not at all, man. God, I, I will go. say, King Kong is a big time simp. Right. And Godzilla yeah. has no feelings. Yeah, because he goes and sleeps at a wife for 3,000 years. That's okay. What would you rather have, heartbroken, or would you rather just sleep for, re- for 3,000 years? Tough question. Yeah, it's a tough question, huh? Well, it looks like Godzilla's the smarter one here. <laughs> no. No, because King Kong's just wrecking, uh, kicking ass every single day of the week. From who? From people, from animals that... If, King, if you're in King Kong's way, you're, you're done. Like, if there's an animal that's eating food, King Kong wants it, bam, you're out of here. <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know, Matt. You're like, <laughs> I'm because you know I'm right. You're not right, Matt. I am right. You're not. I am though. That's the. Thing. I. When is when is this coming out? Maybe maybe Matt, we can go see it or we can get buy it. King Kong. It's called Godzilla vs Kong. Oh, okay, is the name of the movie. You can look it up. The 2021. Film. Uh, it's it just got announced, I believe. Oh, this is all trailer for it. We are looking for the release date of March 26, 2021. Okay. I'm Maybe we see, can. I'm ready to see King Kong win. How are they going to spend this, uh, like cinematic wise? Where like they both fight something else and they both win? Because they're not going to just kill one of them. <sighs> they're going to spin it somehow. Yeah, I have seen. There's like What's... a little girl, like a six year old girl, that can like talk to King Kong. There's something else that like. There's one more. I don't want to say there's one more entity, but there's one more like thing that is in between those two maybe that's what's gonna happen they're gonna get like this like third like ginormous like crab i saw (laughs) a clip of the fight if i'm remembering it correctly they were both standing at each other and king kong just winds up and just punches godzilla like i think he's gonna move i don't think that's how the fight's gonna go dude i don't know man that's I, I'm gonna have to see the trailer after we get done with this episode because I'm actually I'm I'm curious about what this looks like. So, <laughs> oh man! Well, that concludes another episode of the Funny Business Podcast, episode forty-one, y'all. Hopefully, y'all are continuing to enjoy the podcasts. If you want us to reach out on social media, you can find us all on solo.to slash funny business. Uh, one quick announcement for me. Uh, because of the uh, relevancy within the dates and the times. Um, Matt, I don't know if you know, but I feel like we do have a number one fan every week that constantly listens to us on our podcast. Yes. Who? I don't know. Wow. So much for being loyal. 
Uh, my wonderful girlfriend, Jenna, oh, yes. uh, listens every week. She tells me how funny I am. Not you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay with that. And I, I cannot wait to hear what she thinks of, of this episode with King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, but well, Jenna's on... smart. She knows that King Kong's going to win. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't steal my light, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on Monday, uh, February 1st, Jenna and I will be celebrating two years of being together. Whoa. Isn't that crazy, it's Matt? It's like a lifetime. Right? And... We're we're doing something special this weekend. So on the release of it, we're doing something special on the weekend, and then um, on Monday will be the actual anniversary. Uh, but just wanted to wish a happy two year anniversary to love my life, Jana K. Reed. Can't wait for the wedding. Matt's gonna be the best man. Yep. All right, Matt. <laughs> until the next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. <laughs> uh, breaking news. What? <laughs> breaking breaking news. No one got inducted into the baseball hall. No one? No one. That's 2013 thing, right? Zero. Yes. First time since 2013. Zero. So just disregard that last sports segment. (laughs) Stay safe, everyone.